Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, that game uh, yesterday, I, I'm, I'm not sure anyone actually watched it because was there, oh, there was let's a game? face it. The, the, yeah, apparently I'm told there was a baseball game yesterday and, and most of the state of Arizona was unaware because if, they if were the D-backs the lose game. in St. Louis and nobody watches it, did a game take place? <laughs> philosophical question, Jesse, and we'll talk about that shortly. But of course, this show is brought to you by our good friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You don't have much time. The Suns already got the job done last night, so they are no longer in the first round of the NBA action. But new customers still have time to bet $5 on any team in the NBA first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly with our code of PHNX. You win no matter what over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. But the D-backs, Jesse, did not win yesterday. They had a very tough time uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis. Humberto Castellanos kind of had another rough outing as a starting pitcher. Really, it seems like his major flaw is a lack of consistency. He can be brilliant at times. He can get himself out of jams without giving up runs, or he has an outing like he did yesterday. I'm going to forgive him because he just came off of paternity leave, and I have a feeling that he might not be getting sleep. He's a new dad, so I don't know, but... I have a feeling that the Arizona Diamondbacks aren't going to have the same amount of patience with him that I am because I feel like they haven't been giving many people uh, a very a very long leash this season. Humberto only uh, only was able to generate two swings and misses yesterday, um, which is which is you know not great for for a starting pitcher. He didn't have a strikeout in the game, um, and you know obviously they they pulled him pretty quick. It was just a two inning outing when it was all said and done. He only threw 44 pitches. Um, but I think that's always going to be the knock on, on a guy like Humberto Castellanos is that, you know, the stuff just isn't, um, you know, the, the stuff, it, it doesn't scare you if, if you're yeah. a hitter, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, he can, he can pitch to soft contact at times. He can still be effective. We've seen Correct. that. Um, but this is kind of part of the larger narrative that we've been talking about lately where, as good as this Diamondback starting rotation has been, and I, and I do think it's been good, 
I'm not sure that it's quite up to, you know, top three in Major League Baseball level, at right. least not at this point. And right. and Castellanos, you know, yesterday struggled a little bit. And and I think this is part of kind of a larger correction that, that I'm expecting here. I, I think the D-backs rotation is, is maybe due to fall back just a little bit. This might be the beginning of that. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw historically low ERAs from so many guys. I mean, Zach Gallen still is absurd with his ERA. I felt right, like right. Merrill Kelly's was, you know, zero point five zero. Basically, you know, there, yeah, there, it's not sustainable, like you said, because unfortunately, Bumgarner's one point zero zero. I think right now, yeah, right now, Gallon has a zero point six zero ERA in fifteen innings pitched. That's ridiculous, right? It's not really sustainable you know like you said but it's still encouraging it's encouraging because it shows that the starting pitching can keep them in games it's just that they still need a fifth starting pitcher really is what it comes down to at this point as much as they wanted to name you know somebody right away it, it seems like every selection so far hasn't really worked out they've had spot starts where they were able to you know, have some some good outings put together by the bullpen mixed with whoever they started, but unfortunately, they still don't have that fifth starting pitcher. And I mean, yesterday it, it showed the the St. Louis Cardinals didn't even beat up on Castellanos; they just St. Louis Cardinaled him to death. You know, yeah, they just played really good baseball. They did all the things that, like at times, I think the Diamondbacks are capable of, but then they don't do. And it kind of leaves you scratching your head, right? Just instances where they were able to move guys over from first to third with a sacrifice fly or something like that, where like somehow they were able to do some pretty amazing things that got themselves in scoring position. And they didn't miss when they, when they did have guys in scoring position again, at least there early on, like the, the Diamondbacks did do a good job, but just not their typical job of keeping themselves in the game. Once that big inning had come up right so uh even though they got close they didn't get close enough the final score was eight to three uh they struggled again a bit at the plate but that really wasn't the concern as much as giving up the eight runs i mean the cardinals had 15 hits in this game and you know it's it's always going to be pretty tough to win when you allow 15 hits <laughs> and and to your point about being card cardinals to death um all yeah. 15 of those hits were singles the cardinals yes. didn't have a single extra base hit the yeah. entire it was, thing it was wild it was wild it was uh, but of course yeah you don't see that of course paul goldschmidt went three for four with three rbi right. uh and was right. the, the player of the game so that that happened and uh it made us miss him even more jesse even after that video of them getting in that fight and seeing that big gorilla run out there, like he was going to just fuck up the entire team. Uh, I miss, I just, I just miss him so much, Jesse. He's such a good baseball player. And yeah. uh, I really, you know, his numbers haven't even been that great, but they seem to always be good against the Arizona Diamondbacks when he plays them. That's for sure. He, he really bounced back in a big way last year. I mean, last year was pretty much Goldie just going back to being Goldie. I mean, 31 yeah. homers, 99 RBIs. He hit 294. <laughs> he even stole 12 bases, which is the first time that he stole double-digit bases since 2017. Um, I was but yeah, this something up on him, Jesse, by the way, and I found a, sure. a, 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 a just this wonderful treasure trove of articles from St. Louis 
asking if they gave up too much for him. Oh, interesting. A few years ago. It's not recent. It's not recent. It's from when the Carson Kelly, Luke Weaver trade happened. But I just find it hilarious because we still hear from D-backs fans about that trade. Like as if that trade really was a trade. I I implore people to understand that Paul Goldschmidt was going to leave the Arizona Diamondbacks after that season. I wish the Diamondbacks could have paid him and and kept him, but I don't even know if that was an option, right? Yeah. I don't even know if Goldie wanted to stay here and if they could have paid him enough to get him to stay here. I'm sure they could have, yeah. but the, the, whole, the whole Goldschmidt trade thing tr- kind of drives me nuts because I really feel like it was just a team trying to get something for somebody that was going to leave anyway. Uh, but because that trade happened prior to the season, everybody sees it as, you know, them trading away Goldschmidt. They did. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but at the same time, they did it because I feel like they had every inclination from Paul Goldschmidt and his camp that he wasn't going to stay here. Um, and that's, that's why they did that. But uh, I right. did, I just, I, I know that that trade is something that both sides will always look at. And I just, there's not a, there's not a way for the Diamondbacks to win that trade. Paul Goldschmidt meant so much to this team that the numbers and stuff don't even matter to me. It's, it's, yeah. it's what he yeah. meant as a person on this team. This dude could have had a statue out front of Chase Field. You he know what I mean? Like that's the kind of player yeah. that he was and that how much he meant to this franchise, how much he meant to this fan base. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's still that still hurts, but I do. I just want everybody to know, like, I don't think that the Diamondbacks could have done much to keep them. I could be wrong. I mean, they 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 probably they probably could have. They you know, I mean it. Oh, overpaying it's clearly sure. it's yeah, overpaying. It's clearly him. an issue of it's clearly an issue of you know the ownership group not wanting to shell out the money for that, which, which is not necessarily a a poor decision. I mean, we've seen. A number of big contracts given out to you know first basemen when they turn thirty years old that don't work out well, right? Um, so it's well, not necessarily a bad move. But in let's, in this instance, I think Diamondbacks fans are, you know, it, he appears to have been worth every penny at this point. Well, here's what I'll say: What if Paul Goldschmidt would have stayed on this team? What if they would have given him a um, hundred and ten million dollars? What what? What then? What then, Jesse? What if what if Paul Goldschmidt was playing first base <laughs> instead of Christian Walker? How much better would this team actually be? Not very much better because and, he's I mean just one guy that can't really like I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer. Sure, the sure. But I don't right? I mean but, I don't think you can make like roster choices based on like, oh, this one player only improves you this much and therefore yeah. You know, there. It's a fair point, though. I mean, in 2019, Christian Walker and Paul Goldschmidt were almost identical offensively. Their their right. numbers were very, very similar in 2019, which is the reason that all of those articles you talked about were published um, about a year Correct. after the trade happened. Because as of that moment, Paul Goldschmidt just wasn't the same guy in St. Louis. He only hit 260 that year. Um, his power numbers were okay at 34 home runs, but the doubles were down and um, he just didn't get on base nearly as much as we've, as we've seen in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Goldie, I, I think it really does come down to what you said earlier, just that Goldschmidt really could have been a fixture in, in Arizona for, for years and years to come. The Diamondbacks really don't have 
that type of guy. They've never had a player who's stuck around for that long. Um, and I think that's, I think if, you know, if, if we're going to point to anything in the history of this franchise as being like a serious issue, um, like over the course of the entire franchise history, that's probably the biggest knock is that they just haven't really kept guys. Right. And sometimes that's been a, a good move, but in this case, it appears to be something that, that they may have regrets over at this point. My daughter has loved Paul Goldschmidt since, uh, she could talk basically. Sure. I don't know if she just loved the name. I don't know if it's the folk hero, like, or, or what, you know, way I discussed him and talked to him. You just uh, indoctrinated her. her. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. But to this day, she's 11 years old and she'll still be like, how'd Paul Goldschmidt do? He's, is he still on the Cardinals? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, how'd he do? I'm like, oh, he was really good yesterday. Three for four. <laughs> got three runs and like i just see it in her little face that she would totally be rocking if i allowed her to a powder blue paul goldschmidt st louis cardinals jersey because to her that's still her guy you know and she's not the only one that feels that way you could almost feel a shift in the arizona diamondbacks fan base when paul goldschmidt left that people kind of left with him Uh, yeah at least you know it's supporting this team that's that's when it ended for them and you know again it's it's that heartbreak of the your favorite player the guy you love the guy you watched this team for you know go somewhere else right but uh again i'm gonna just start crying here and sobbing if we don't move on but (laughs) nolan arenado also had another great day against the diamondbacks yesterday going two for four uh and just a ridiculously outstanding player but uh, did get in a fight the other day uh, against the New York Mets, which is something who isn't getting Mets in a fight a lot lately. Yes, um, and uh, apparently in that fight he received a two-game suspension, which he would be serving during this series against the Arizona Diamondbacks, but he is not due to uh, him appealing that suspension. Uh, the other person that got a uh, that got suspended in that was Cabrera from the Mets. And I believe he already served his suspension on Thursday, which is when we would have maybe seen Nolan Arenado out of the lineup. But now with the appeal, it, most likely he'll play in all three games against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, the D-backs certainly had a shot here to to scoot around Nolan Arenado for a couple of games, which I'm sure you know, oh, I'm sure they wouldn't have they wouldn't have complained about that too I much. Not but. complained at all either, Jesse. Not at all. <laughs> he's had quite a quite a season so far. Uh, he's at 382 early in the season with an OPS around 1150. So he's really been the anchor for them so far. And and the Cardinals are a really good team. I don't want to. I, I know I know that I've said in the past that. You know this this hellish I think start. You said to they'll the get right is, against the Cardinals and the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the Cardinals are eleven and seven, so they're not exactly the kind of team that you get right against right, right. now. So, uh, yeah, maybe we should have tapped the brakes a little bit on that. But after after the end of April, um, we assure you that the schedule does start to look a little bit easier for the Diamondbacks. That's that's very true. And you got to make sure to be uh, following along over at gophnx.com. If you're not a member already, sign up to become a member. I covered the uh, Dodgers series and why it's important that the Diamondbacks were able to finally win their first series against the Los Angeles Dodgers in nearly three years. 
which is ridiculous. Uh, it was also a two-hit victory, which they uh, haven't had a lot of those. So check out my, my article over at gophnx.com. Um, if you haven't signed up to become a member already, get that annual membership, and you'll get a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. I think it works for hats, too. They're the same price. So get your free T-shirt or free hat. Pretty sure you just get a code for uh, for a free $30 item. So whatever you want over at go or at phnxlocker.com, that's what you'll get by getting your uh, annual membership. If you're not interested in that annual membership, you will get at least a month-to-month membership, right? You can get your first month for just 50 cents. Try us out. Unlock a world of Arizona sports coverage you never imagined possible. And find out what it's like to redefine what it means to be an Arizona sports fan over at gophnx.com. Of course, not only do you get access uh, to our PHNX locker discounts for members only, but you'll also get access to our members only Discord. And uh, yeah, we're talking Diamondbacks, good, bad, ugly, all season long over at the uh, Discord. So please join us over at gophnx.com. Uh, but speaking of that fight, Jesse, that fight that we got to see Paul Goldschmidt just run out there like an absolute maniac and defend his defend his teammates like we like i don't we know if i've ever want. seen him run like oh, that i mean he was terrifying he was it is terrifying it, if you haven't seen truly that, we 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 posted a, a tweet about it showing him uh run out there yeah if 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 paul goldschmidt ran at you like that you would just fall to your knees and pray for your own death to happen before he reached you is really the way i feel about it but apparently the st louis cardinals are not the only one uh, ones who are mad about this fight. The Mets are very angry about what's going on. Apparently in MLB with, with pitches, uh, the Mets and major league baseball are set to chat on Friday today over the club's issues with baseball and, uh, they're, they're growing pains over the hitters over their hitters being hit by pitches. Uh, Mets hitters have been hit by 19 pitches in 20 games this season including Pete Alonso being hit in the helmet twice. Uh, Francisco Lindor was hit in the neck. Um, Chris Bassett, one of their starting pitchers, has called out MLB for a lack of consistency with ability to grip baseballs, which is you know, something that might be impacted by changes to the baseball or the humidifier, because now uh, every <coughs> baseball stadium has a humidor. Right. It's not just the Arizona Diamondbacks with El Humidor in right field. Right. But Chris Bassett says MLB has a very big problem with the baseballs. They are bad. Everyone knows it. Every pitcher in the league knows it. MLB doesn't give a damn about it. They don't care. We have told them our problems with them. They don't care. That's a quote. Uh, There's a lot of we don't cares in there. But Jesse, (laughs) apparently the Mets are having a huge problem with getting hit by pitches. They're hitting pitches. They're fighting people. So. Uh, I got to ask you, is there, is there this big epidemic in baseball with, uh, with people getting hit by pitches this year? There is not. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm dying. Is this just a Mets problem? <laughs> this, this appears to be pretty much just a Mets problem from what I can tell. I mean, I'm Slowly sure there the are top, a couple of it? other at the top when people are hitting you by pitches and you're mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and we all know that Buck Showalter is certainly one of the, um, you know, he he likes to he has a certain intensity about him that I I think his 
his presence might might lend itself to that sort of thing a little bit more often than, than other teams might have to deal with. But it's yeah, it's actually it's, it's a it's vibe, act- right? Like it's 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 yeah. a feeling that you put off. It's kind of like why I wonder why so many people argue with me in traffic. Well, it's because I drive around in traffic just looking for people to to fight with. You know what I mean? Like sure. I bring it on myself, but then deep down inside, I'm like, why is this happening to me? The Mets bring it upon themselves. No, it's it's actually funny. I so last year the league wide hit by pitch rate was one point one six percent, and this year it is one point one five percent. So <laughs> it is like comically, yeah, it is actually it is actually a decrease. So obviously the baseballs have changed in many stadiums. They haven't changed in some stadiums theoretically. Um, the you know like you said the humidor is is in effect in Chase Field this year and it has been in past years. The ball. Um, in stadiums that already had humidors appear to be behaving pretty much exactly the same way. What has changed is the stadiums that got humidors. The ball is just not flying the way that it has in the past. And so that's been a concern for a lot of people that I think is valid. Um, But what Chris Bassett is saying, um, you know, I mean, I'm not the one gripping the baseball, so I, I can't really speak to what he's experiencing, but at least from a statistical standpoint, there, there doesn't seem to be any evidence of, of the ball being harder to grip or, you know, a, an increased hard hit or an increased hit by pitch rate across the league. One of my favorite moments when, when this happened, uh, or, or one of my favorite moments of, uh, of humidor history for me is when the diamondbacks were struggling, I believe after the humidor was added. So the diamondbacks got a humidor in the off season before the 2019 season. Right. Was it 2019? I thought it was earlier than that. Well, Am no, they got crazy? it 2018, 2018. I think, okay. I think in, in the off season before the 2018 season, I couldn't remember. I know it happened in 2018. I just couldn't remember if it was that off season or before the 2018 season, but yeah, I think it was the 2018 season. Right. And, uh, the diamondbacks were struggling offensively kind of like they are now. Right. And I was on field. <laughs> Mike Hazen walks by me and he's on a telephone call and I probably shouldn't be repeating this, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, and he screams into the phone or not screams. I should just say loudly enough for me to hear. He's like, well, the other teams don't seem to have a damn problem hitting it. And like, I knew exactly. <laughs> I knew exactly what was going on in that conversation <laughs> just based on the context wow. uh, and, and what had happened offensively. So it, it's, it is one of those things like at times, that humidor thing, I don't think they can. I'm sure there's a quantifiable, you know, relation to offense and adding a humidor to to a stadium and the balls and everything like that. But you know, yeah. again, it's 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 also one of those things that, like, yeah, at the time the Diamondbacks were getting beat, the other team had no problem hitting the ball out of here. So it wasn't it wasn't a one sided thing, you know, or it wasn't both sides. It was definitely right just on one side, right. It, that's where it starts kind of becoming a mental thing where you're just wondering if it's us or are we thinking about it? Do we know right. that the ball? So we're thinking that the ball's not, so we're not hitting. I don't know. Like, I don't know how that creeps yeah. into your ability as a hitter to hit the ball, but it's kind of the same thing here. Going back to the Mets, like the Mets not only are very good, right? So that's naturally going to bring this kind of stuff on it, right? Yeah. Some extra angst, the angst, them. right? Yeah, exactly. But 
there's also, like you said, the energy, right? There's, you know, sometimes when you try to bring that energy, like Gabe Kapler bringing to the Giants, right? With the unwritten rules stuff. Like, I feel like Gabe Kapler was just setting the Giants players up to now be in a more aggressive state towards their opponents with all of his talk about how, well, we're, we don't give a damn about the at the rules and stuff like that. Realistically, the ones who are going to pay for that are the guys in the box when the Giants are facing opposing team. And when they don't do something, when they do something they feel is against the uh, the unwritten rules, they're going to plunk a batter, you know? And like what, what's going on with the Mets right now, I'm sure some of it is just unfortunate circumstance, right? I'm sure some of it yeah. is the fact that their hitters are very good and and they're trying to, you know, do more, pitch inside to them, do things like that. And it's relating to the the hit by pitches, but yeah, really, really, it's probably just that <laughs> New York energy, you know, the Yankees fans are going insane in the outfield, right? We talked about that. That's so, I mean, true. Yeah. There's a lot there's of, there's a lot of aggression in, New York in the right tri-state now. area. I feel like, but, uh, hopefully the Arizona diamondbacks can eke out, uh, you know, some, some wins. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident about them going into Miami, but this series against the Cardinals, uh, is, is yet another tough series for them. And they, they looked a bit overwhelmed in that first game, but hopefully here coming up, they can, uh, rely on their starting pitching to be better. Madison Bumgarner going. And, uh, yeah, I think that they can maybe turn some things around. It's going to be a, yeah, a big, a big series for them. You'd love to, um, you know, I'm sure they'd love to finish the first month of the season here on a high note. Um, sure. but yeah, it's I mean, it is, series. so they, still it, is, three it is, yep. Yeah. It's a four game series altogether. Um, so we should see every pitcher except for Zach gallon, um, Correct. at some point in the series since he finished who, up, who the will series start against, he'll, he'll start uh, against his old team, the Marlins on Monday. So they will see what they, uh, but they missed out on with him. That's, yeah. that's a nice feeling to be on this side of that. But then we and, also have to see Jazz Chisholm, which right back on the other side of it then. Yeah, yeah. And Jazz Chisholm has had a really good season to, to start the year. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, though, um, just with regard to the humidor at, at Chase Field. Sure. I, w- when you were talking about that, I just couldn't help but remember what it was like before the humidor at Chase Field. I mean, yeah. it, it was literally for a while there. It was basically Coors Field, which was far and away, you know, the best hitters park. And then Chase Field was like pretty much number two, maybe number three, depending on the season. This used to be an extremely hitters friendly park. And now, if anything, I think the numbers suggest that Chase Field kind of leans toward being a pitcher's park at this point. And so the effect of that humidor, which it was 2018, that was the first season the D-backs had it in place. And yeah, the effect of that humidor is is significant. Uh, I guess, of course, it should go both ways, right? It shouldn't it shouldn't make it so the Diamondbacks can't hit, but they're you know, the opposing team can still hit equally well to yes. you know how they were hitting before. And I yeah. think that's what Mike what Mike Hazen was was maybe not so happy about in that phone call that you observed, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a dramatic shift here in, in Arizona and, and a lot of other teams around the league are seeing that same kind of shift as they adjust to having the humidor in their ballparks. It's interesting because again, we come out of a time where the major league baseball is hurting a bit for attendance. They want the fans back. And yeah. Instead, clamping down going, on offense is not really the yeah. Way they're to lead, they're they're going right. the opposite direction that they did in 1996, 97, right? Where they yeah wanted the ball juiced and they wanted as many home runs as in, and as much offense as possible. 
I think that the flip side to a lot of offense in baseball is long games, right? So ever since then, ever since the mid nineties is when the game time started getting absurd on average three hours plus, right? So I I don't know. I, I think that you know, you, you don't really need to overcorrect and make the ball, you know, do this. Right. But yeah, uh, other things that they've done to keep baseball moving along and make these games quicker, you know, is far more effective than, you know, sogging down the offense. However, the Cardinals had no problem putting up eight runs against the Diamondbacks and doing it through a whole shitload of singles. So, uh, offense, right. Just like just like hitting against the shift can be done, offense can still be had without home runs. Uh, of course, good times can be had, but they're made better by OG's gummies, right? That's the best part about it. You can still have a fun time watching baseball, but how much better is watching baseball on OG's gummies? That's not quantifiable, you know, of course. But you can stop by your local dispensary and find out by grabbing some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's. Uh, this week, not, I guess next week, but coming very soon on May 3rd, you guys can get the uh, mini OG's three milligram microdose option for those not wanting to dive right into their regular 10 milligrams. Jesse, those would do nothing for me, but you know, that's only because I'm dead inside. Uh, regardless, <laughs> though, whatever whatever milligram dosage you go with, uh, they have amazing flavors like orange creamsicle, tropical and watermelon. They sent us over some samples of the pina colada, and they're just excellent. Like, we we just want a giant Costco-sized bag of those that are non-medicated for us to eat. Like, that's how much uh, we like them around the office. But if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. And again, either have the best night of your uh, sleep of your life with, uh, with, with an Indica or uh, enjoy every Marvel movie more than you ever have by going with a sativa. Uh, and then according to Mac, you'll stay up cleaning your floors or something. But anyway, uh, go check out ogsbrands.com. Um, roster moves, Jesse. We had some young guys call up, uh, including getting their first call up of their careers, well as, you know, some, some minor league guys still doing some amazing things right now in the minor league system. There were a few things. Yes. Uh, Luis Frias was recalled from AAA Reno for the first time this season. Uh, we saw him toward the end of last year. The guy is a flamethrower. Um, he can throw about 96, 97 miles an hour, maybe even up to 98. Um, and he's got a pretty good curveball as well. He's been starting down in Reno. Um, and he had a pretty decent amount of success doing that in his three starts so far, 13 and two thirds innings, uh, five earned runs. That's a 3.29 ERA, five walks, 20 strikeouts. Uh, so some pretty impressive numbers. We all know how difficult it is to pitch in Reno. So factor that in as well, a 3.29 ERA over those three starts. That's pretty impressive. And then, uh, yeah, the other uh, addition that we saw yesterday is Tyler Holton, the lefty, is also recalled from AAA Reno, um, who actually made his major well, league selected. debut. Yeah, selected. Recalled, I guess, is when they've made their debut before. Right. Selected right. is their first. Yeah. That is, a, yeah, that is an excellent to, point. Use these right words. You know, if you're going right. to get me the right words, I'm getting you on them. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Tyler Holton made his major league debut last night. Um, and recorded his first big league strikeout. So congratulations to uh, him and his family. I'm 
Not so sure how long uh, Tyler Holton will stay at the big league level or really even Luis Frias. Of course, we're not too, too far away from the roster sizes moving back down to their normal 26. So the Diamondbacks will have some hard decisions to make here soon. Um, So we'll have to see what. Yeah, what what direction they want to go with that? But um, his number is a little bit less impressive in Reno. Yeah, go for it. I saw some talk about Tyler Gilbert getting uh, optioned, by the way, and like again, that's just right. It's just because he has options. It's not anything towards Tyler Gilbert. It's the fact that they needed some fresh bullpen arms for this road trip, and I, I don't think it's much more than that. It feels like every year there's you know that one guy that you feel really bad about because he's yeah. been sent he's yep. been sent down and called up like 47 times because the team is just like right. you know wanted him and then sent him down once he was used up and then called him back up when he was fresh again and yep. then sent him back down Jimmy sure because of, the, of those guys Jimmy sure yeah and I liked him oh, and yeah. I thought he was going to be good for this team but then you got to wonder about those you know recalling and sending Mac down and recalling and optioning and recalling, you know, it's gotta be an exhausting lifestyle for these guys. It really does. It really goes through that. Uh, They also released Oliver Perez from the roster because obviously they couldn't trade him once they DFA'd him. Um, But a couple of minor league uh, tidbits stone Garrett, by the way, on when would this have been Wednesday? had an eighth-inning two-run home run that extended his hitting streak to 13 games. He has reached base safely, Jesse, in all 18 games this season. Impressive. It's impressive. It's pretty impressive. Uh, hitting 369 with a 414 OBP, 692 slugging, and a 1.106 OPS. Those are those are some decent numbers, right? I mean, that's uh, yeah. I guess you got to apply the Reno adjustment, but um, I, I but feel it's like hard it's to, more hard to argue with that, <laughs> right? But it's it's more of the reaching base safely. I think of all things here, it's just the getting on base, right? That's something that the Diamondbacks absolutely need more of at a major league level right now. Is just sure. guys' ability to get on base. We have a couple of guys that are starting to get there, right? Uh, Cooper Hummel is a guy that like when you, you literally during their win against the one of their win against the Dodgers, while you were at the airport, you're texting me. Why, why, why are they doing this? <laughs> why are they pinch hitting Cooper Hummel? And then Cooper Hummel gets on base and scores what essentially sure. is the, you know, the, the tying run or the winning run. Or whatever, it was, right? it was strange. There, there was a righty on the mound and I think Tory pinch hit for Paven Smith, who's a left-handed yes. hitter. And yeah, Cooper Hummel of course is a switch hitter. So we we've, we've seen the diamondbacks, go to him a fair amount when there's a lefty on the mound which could make sense you know get Paven Smith off of of having to hit a lefty bring in Cooper Hummel who can flip around and bat right-handed but yeah but he and did get I on base that, so I guess I, I Tori knows his stuff Hummel and didn't the Dodgers then swap out for uh Gratterall or I, I think the Dodgers made a corresponding move with their relief pitching or something but anyway it, it, you know the, these guys like Cooper Hummel again he's one of those guys that his numbers aren't outstanding, but he does have this ability to get on base, especially in key moments already. You know, he's he's proven himself in a few key moments already, uh, just like a couple of the guys on on the team. I mean, I, I'm starting to very trust Dalton Varsho very much. I'm starting to trust some of the guys in the bullpen very much. You know, the Diamondbacks right now, I feel like they're sifting through and they are finding 
guys that can help them win games. And when they're proven, you know, to, to not, I, I would say, you know, you, you sometimes they're, they're moving on quicker than we've ever seen them move on. Right. I don't think this is the end for Humberto Castellanos, but I, I think no. this might be the end of his, of him as a starting pitcher for this team, at least for the foreseeable future. I do think they have other options. I think some guys, you know, again, right now are, are proving that they have more effective stuff. Like you said, it's not that his ability to go into a game and, and pitch and, and get outs is, is there, but he, he has this lack of consistency where you don't really know what you're going to get out of him some games. And, and I think that the diamondbacks have a lot of guys ready right now, even in the minor league system that, that want that opportunity, you know, so just a different feeling right now with the diamondbacks. I like the fact that when someone has a bad outing, I find myself going, Hmm, better watch it. You're on thin ice. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's, that's different than like before, like last season, it was just the only option, right? They didn't have the option to like move on to the next guy and move down the line and give someone else an opportunity. It was one of the biggest frustrations with this team was the lack of guys grabbing that brass ring, you know? So there's, there's been, I mean, it's the leash is just in a completely different spot this season than it's been in the past. Right. right. I mean, Luke Weaver didn't even open the season in the rotation. Caleb Smith got one shot and then he was out of the rotation and and sent down to the minors, not even in the bullpen. Right. So I, I think that's a big reason why you can probably feel comfortable about this Diamondbacks team improving on what they did last year. As long yes. as, you know, the, the amount of injuries that they see this season, you know, hopefully doesn't come close to what they went through last year. The Diamondbacks are showing a little bit less patience, especially on the pitching side of things. I think you're, you're willing to kind of, you know, go through some of the, the early struggles of Cooper Hummel um, or Geraldo Perdomo, some of these younger hitters who you think have some potential. You're willing to give those guys time. But yep. guys who have been here for a while, guys who are 26, 27 years old and haven't really made a name for themselves at the big league level yet, Diamondbacks are in a position where they have some they have some hungry young players who are rising, uh, who are rising through their minor league system. And those guys are are next in line. And And I don't think that they have to you know wear it out with some of these veteran players when they have those guys waiting in the wings yeah i i agree and i also think that lavolo's attitude as about about it has changed i'm not sure if he would admit that i'm not sure if he feels that same way but i i feel personally like i've seen a change in him philosophically right lavolo used to kind of be everybody's best friend on this team he used to be like the dad he used to constantly refer to these guys as like his kids and like they were a family and unfortunately it's not to say that that still isn't i think that's still true yeah i think that's i don't don't think it's a feeling that they still don't cultivate right they they still have that family feeling but i feel like lavallo is different now because i feel like when you treat them like your kids it makes these tough decisions that much tougher right you're you're a manager you're a coach of a team and sometimes you have to kind of keep a bit of a distance because of the fact that you're going to, you know, sometimes favor these guys just because, or not even because like Lavallo isn't even responsible sometimes for these call-ups and send down. Like they might ask him his opinion, but at the end of the day, he's not the one making these decisions. Right. Sure. But sure. it does make it that much more difficult on him, you know, as far as being, you know, 
critical of their performances and making those decisions, especially when it comes to like, you know, Oliver Perez, who I'm sure is a very lovable guy. I'm sure everybody knows him and, you know, he's such a veteran. He brings years of experience and is probably wonderful to be around, but wasn't performing well. And when you don't have any other option other than to DFA him, that's, that's what you have to do, right? Um, they just have too much young talent waiting right now for them to not turn to that talent and see what it can do. Alec Thomas yesterday hit a home run and also robbed someone of a home run. He's so Crazy. damn good in center field or wherever he plays, right? But I think the bigger thing is that Alec Thomas is is ready. I think he's proven that he's already a superstar at a triple A level. And it's just, it's time to get him up here and start his major league career, right? Start those struggles that we have to get through this year so that he can be comfortable. He can gain that experience and he can be ready to go when 2023 comes around uh, and, and be what he, what he's doing at a triple A level at at a major league level. You know, there were a lot of question marks around Dalton Varsho, but people constantly as a minor leaguer, thought very highly of Dalton Varsho. Now we're seeing Dalton Varsho be Dalton Varsho, I feel like, at, at, at a major league level, right? And he he's, he, he's getting he's there. Wonderful. Yeah. Like he's he's still putting it together at the plate consistently, but his ability to transition to the outfield and do the things that he's doing, like it is incredible. The the day after we talked about what a what a amazing outfielder he's become, he made another outstanding play in center field that like most guys would have had a real hard time making at Chase Field. It's just awkward, but I'm ready. I'm ready for the future of this team, and I sure. think the D-backs are too. Alec but, Thomas is the, – the the numbers don't look quite what they were last year. I mean, when he was in Reno last year, Alec Thomas hit 369. Um, it, w- it was kind of crazy. Right now, yeah. he's at 263. He's slugging 500, which is a pretty impressive number. He has 11 extra base hits, which is which is a lot. Um, the offensive numbers, yeah, are maybe not quite quite what we saw last year. And you know, in Reno, hitting 263 is not necessarily, uh, you know, knocking the cover off the ball. But yeah, I mean, I think at this point, it's it's pretty clear that Alec Thomas is is just about ready to to start his career at the major league level, like you said. And another thing that I'll add to that is that. Alec Thomas has stayed in the minors for enough games. I don't know if, um, you know, if, if people are going to be super happy about this, but Alec Thomas has played enough games in the minors at this point where if the Diamondbacks call him up, they would still get an extra year of service time. Um, so the whole service time manipulation thing, there were some changes made in the CBA, but not that many changes. And so the Diamondbacks are at the point now where they're safe to call him up. Um, and still, and still get the extra year of service. Let's I really, so what you're saying I is really, there's no reason not to do it is what you're saying. I'm saying that, yeah, I mean it, I, I certainly hope that their reason for keeping him down was never service time manipulation. Um, no. and, and I honestly no, didn't think, I didn't think it was, I didn't, I really, I really did not think it was a because he had a team manipulating the service time. I know crazy, crazy too. Kind of crazy talk is that there are some provisions in the CBA to fight against it, but it's, it's really only if a guy comes up and, you know, wins rookie of the year. In that case, you get the full year of service time, regardless of, of when you came up. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I don't really think that service time manipulation was ever the reason the Diamondbacks sent him down. Alec Thomas really wasn't great in the Cactus League, and, right. and it kind of right. looked like he might be able to use another, you know, 100 plate appearances or whatever in AAA to start the season. But I, mean, I think we're at the he point hasn't had a great where year. he hasn't had a great year. Yeah. He started out, he just started out pretty rough. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you, if you look at, his performance over the last five or 10 games, you know, he, I mean, he's been pretty good lately, so it's probably only a matter of time. I think we're getting pretty close to when the Alec Thomas era of diamondbacks baseball begins. And it really has a chance to be that it has a chance to be an era defined. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to say Alec Thomas is a goalie or, you know, like a superstar level guy who you really build a team around. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not from day one, Derek. Maybe maybe tap the brakes <laughs> okay. on that. But um, but his hair is has... worth the statue alone. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he has a chance to be a really really good player in this league, and I think we're getting pretty close. Well, before you go, before we go, before all of us go, it's the weekend. I'm flying off to Seattle. To go see Jesse, but then I'm not going to. You're going to be. You're going to be in Seattle. You're coming to visit me. I'm coming to visit Jesse. He doesn't even know just, it yet. I'm going to just, just show up. Just at for his me. Place. Yeah, but uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's let's give you guys our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, and of course, let's look at the diamond. Uh, for some reason, the Chicago White Sox that have been terrible are favored against the Los Angeles Angels. So I'm taking the Angels to cover the spread uh, in that one. I'm also taking the Giants over the Washington Nationals because they're not good, and Logan Webb is on the mound for the Giants. Uh, And then last, I'm taking the Cleveland Guardians, who have been very good over the Oakland A's, who, again, haven't. They're also playing at home, and there will be nobody there at that crowd, at that stadium. Uh, (laughs) There'll be uh, three vendors, uh, four people with season tickets, and basically family members. That's that's who's going to be attending that game. (laughs) But regardless of how many people are in attendance, I'm still taking the Guardians at plus 115 over the athletics and you can do all that you could put those together for a multiple game parlay you could grab one of those and do a same game parlay uh mike trout has been hitting the cover off the ball so if i were to do a same game parlay for that angels white Sox game pretty sure i would pepper in a a mike trout hit or two maybe uh and you can do that over at the DraftKings sportsbook of course new customers right now can not only get in on the mlb action but you can get down on the nba action during the first round of the nba playoffs new customers can bet five dollars right now and you will get 150 dollars in free bets no matter what no matter if your team wins if your team loses, it doesn't matter but if you're looking to get down on the first round of the nba playoffs you do so over at the DraftKings sportsbook existing customers can get down on same game parlays by combining multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout the more legs you add the more money you win Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs during the first round, and you will get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. That's right. If one leg if you, if you, one leg doesn't hit, and that's that one leg that blows it for you, you will get $25 back in free bets. And then you can bet that on, a, on maybe a more conservative same-game parlay. I but feel so bad team. for people when that, when that happens, like when someone has like a – 12 leg parlay or something ridiculous Man, like that and they, they get all of them but one one it's so sad it's happened to me like three times since i've been using the DraftKings Sportsbook, sports book and every time it's heartbreaking i would much rather miss out on half of the legs 
than just one. It's it, it really is heartbreaking. Uh, but you, that's not going to happen to you guys. You guys are going to get down. You're not even going to need the $25 because you're going to hit on your same game parlay. I'm putting that out there. I'm, I'm sprinkling uh, the magic around for everybody to get down and win over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use our promo code of PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Jesse, that's all I got. We thank you guys so much for joining us. Jesse, I appreciate you. And I will see you next week after we do our post-series wrap-up for this Cardinals D-backs series. We think I'm gonna I'm gonna Check. find you when you're in when you're in Seattle, Derek. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drive around. The only way you're gonna find I know. at a wrestling show escorting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. I know you're going to some wrestling nonsense, and I know basically nothing about wrestling, but I, I'm gonna figure out what show it is, and you just it's might it's see me there, Derek. Well, is what it is. That's what I participate in. But uh, the first rule of underground fight clubs is you don't talk about underground fight clubs on your podcast. Uh, we thank you guys for joining <laughs> us. You can find me on Twitter and track me around Seattle. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. You can also follow Jesse who won't be following me because he won't find me. That's at Jesse. <laughs> but our show is at PHNX underscore D backs. That's where you can go for all of this wonderful D backs coverage, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Drop us a five-star review. And then go over to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, subscribe to us there, and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from the PHNX team. We thank you guys so much for joining us. Of course, go use all those codes at gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member. Use our code of PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook. And have fun out there with some OGs gummies. But we thank you again so much for listening. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you bet on it.